0: Hey, baby, what's shake? This is Mama. I just got home. So give me a call. Bye bye. Well, hello. This is the house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. Topics of conversation will include ghosts, the paranormal, psychic ability. We talk truth here as well. So if you've lived through some things, you get to talk about it. So see, um, that means topics of conversation may also include incest, rape, domestic violence, murder, suicide, foster care, emancipation, uh, willful education, uh, therapy, recovery, kink, BDSM, uh, autonomy, Buddhism, agnosticism, atheism, Christianity, uh, service work, animals for sure, uh, dance, art, creativity, the afterlife, um, God, uh, let's see what else, mm, yeah, those are some topics that I'll be talking about here, so mechanically, I just want to let you know that I'll talk about some of that. Um, these topics can be triggering for some, or maybe you're not in the space to listen to it, or you are. See, that's a consent. You can choose or not choose. And I encourage you to explore your options for yes and no, because <clears throat> uh, it took me a bit of maturity to learn that I could draw boundaries. And I had to see some examples of that. And I had to willfully go to a therapist to learn that skill some, see. Um discernment, right? So use your discernment when it comes to taking care of your needs. Uh, The this podcast is full and ripe and alive. Although it's a little risky sometimes too. Um, So understand that you got to use your discernment and figure out if it fits for you. Um, Okay. If mental health stuff is kicking up for you i strongly encourage you to go to a licensed board certified therapist uh someone who fits right for you uh try two or three uh, if you need to to, before you find the right one Uh, most of them are pretty good but one out of four one out of five in my experience can devastate you and make you have to pause heal and then come back and then you got to heal what they did to you and then you got to heal what you came there for so it's a, it doubles up your work if you, if you make a poor choice sometimes and when you're 20 or 21 as i was when i met this particular bad therapist um it can really cause you to say screw it i don't want to deal with it you know what i mean uh, luckily i wanted to feel better i wanted to deal with some of my family stuff and my own stuff and i went back to therapy and i'm really glad Uh, Because after 10 years of therapy, seven with my own work and two to three with family members or partners, um, it's educated me quite a bit. And I'm I'm due for therapy right now. And I'm trying to put together the funding and and someone who can qualify for the funds that I just got granted from the, um, well, the Crime Victims Compensation Fund uh, has a couple different programs. And I may have a way to explore getting therapy, although it's... um, quite a lot of work. So I'm still working on it. And um, uh, it sure feels good when there's abundance financially, and you can have choices. And you can go, I've got enough money to discriminate, I can go, I don't want that one, I want that one, that one's $10 more an hour, I can afford that. Well, that's the goal. Uh, Until you can get to that goal, you're going to find it the way you can find it and um, follow the law, certainly, although your mental health is important. And uh, sometimes we need help. And sometimes, uh, you know, You got to reach out and try different things. Now, get yourself to a board-certified therapist if you got some stuff kicking up mentally and uh, use your discernment and take responsibility for it. Um, That is not me. I am not a board-certified licensed therapist, Um, although I've had some experiences and some research, and after a couple decades, I I got some thoughts. So, (laughs) apparently. Oh, okay. Um, So, let's see what else. So, we got that disclaimer out of the way personal responsibility. What else is there? Oh, you know what? I've got a, I've got a website. Um, and every week I upload an, a new episode and I update some notes uh, for, with various degrees of success. So um, uh, check it out. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's uh, anchor.fm forward slash MoMA, M as in Mary, M-O-H-M-A-H moma like a mama but a little bit different see and uh yeah that's that's darlene that's who that is moma anyway um Yeah, it's anchor.fm forward slash moma. You can download my podcast there. You can take a look at my notes. There's even a support button. You can donate money to this to support this. And I highly encourage that. And I very much appreciate your support. Uh, Thank you for bringing that on. I know I need to advertise, although it's a bit problematic when you're an anonymous podcast uh, and you have social anxiety disorder to figure out how you're going to market things. So uh, intellectually, I understand what needs to be done. Although I sit there and go, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm just gonna show up and record this and see what happens. So we'll see what happens. See, um, well, I'm doing more than that, but uh, you know how much you only got a bandwidth and you can only give that much pie, slice of pie to what you're focusing on at that time, like that. Okay, so check it out. Uh, I had to come on, join Join this, join this weird little place if you want to. I, I, I'd, I'd like it, that'd be kind of nice. Okay, so let's see what else. Uh, as long as you got good boundaries, uh, yeah. Come on down. Okay, so uh, let's see what's next. Um, <laughs> is that enough? Boy, it's probably more than enough. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think we have burned in upon entry. I think we are the asteroid that has punched its way through the stratosphere and kicked off some sparks and stuff and finally got in to this orbit that is the house on Valencia Street. Thank you for coming to visit today. All right, a couple things to share. Do, do 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 check in check in um it's been kind of a dynamic week although <laughs> you know when you do regular prayer and meditation if you do regular prayer and meditation and quite frankly my own program has been I, i've been better at working out sometimes for longer periods than i have been at work, doing meditation on a regular basis um but you, you learn as you go right you, you apply as you go the thing with uh, my perception is I, i'm learning from sitting down 20 minutes a day or more, is that there's this non conscious stuff that comes meaning that you get these vibrations or these uh, feelings of positive feeling. Uh, uh, You get this feeling of like, I can connect to source better, you feel like uh, I'm regularly at least for 20 minutes a day, trying to sit down and connect to my higher power. And then about two or three minutes of that 17 to 20 minutes, you're going to probably be present. Because it takes a lot to sift through to get to just being present. Um, maybe you've experienced that. Um, anyway, um, there were a couple days where I just felt really connected to source, where I just opened up, said, I don't know what the path is going to be, and you're going to provide it for me. And then you did. And I had this fantastic experience. Well, <laughs> I didn't even think to talk about this one. <clears throat> well, maybe you've experienced this and this is to me the law of attraction and this is to me, you know, when you step up and do something kind, sometimes the universe responds immediately. So okay, okay. so we'll, t- we'll take a little jaunt over in this little path and I'll explain this because it brought me a lot of joy. Um, so you got a mailbox and you get paper mail and do you ever get mail for somebody that used to live where you're living now? But they haven't lived there for five to ten years and there's one company that keeps sending you flyers and crap every month or two and you go oh that's for the previous person that lived here eight to twenty years ago whatever um i, I need to call them and get them to stop sending me this because i want to stop recycling or you know reduce reuse recycle i'm an oregonian this particular oregonian i i really get off on uh, not using resources and getting by as little as i can i like to reduce reuse recycle if i can that's exciting to me so um not everybody that's not everybody's cup of tea usually it's the other way you know i'm asked millions and look at me fame and money Um, i'm over here going how can i have a good life and have the least power bill i can have and that i have succeeded at my power bill is 25 bucks a month 30 bucks a month and it was 70 to 80 bucks a month when i moved in i had to re-engineer this house to do that so well i re-engineered my lifestyle to do that anyway that's exciting to me that's exciting because that's like you give them back to yourself just by making better choices isn't that awesome and then you get a benefit of less resource taken that's fascinating to me So uh, I I was getting this particular flyer uh, from this particular, it was like a, I didn't really research it. It had a proper noun name that I'd never heard before. And it was like sending this message to the person who lived here before and they uh, were partnered and their partner had ailments and their partner died. And so this was a supportive, kind of a grief support type of an entity that was like, well, I know it's been a year since. And they were sending this flyer like, The way they were writing it was like, it sounded like a generic information you could find out by death certificates online or something like that. So a lot of times you're not sure, is this a real person talking or is this an automated thing, right? So I was looking at it and it said, oh, it's been, this flyer came in the mail. It's like, oh, there's this company that's been mailing me for a hundred years. And, you know, I've been here several years and I probably need to get around to calling these people to take them off the mailing list, right? So today was the day. Well, that happened this week. I'm like, okay, I got this flyer from this grief support group, and okay, <laughs> I'm giving them call. I'm, I'm thinking of it. I'll pick up the phone now. So I got a another flyer from them. I pick up the phone, and I just done my meditation and prayer. I was in a fantastic space. I was like, oh, connected to God, and um my perception of God. So I, I call him and I say, hey, I just wanted to give you a call. Um, and I said, you know, and I explained the situation. I said, well, they don't live here and they haven't lived here for over five years, more like 10 years, you know, come on. And um, so they're like, oh, okay. And she answered this phone um, for a particular hospice entity. Well, it turned out that the flyers were a different name than the hospice, energy, hospice entity or the hospice group that I'd worked with. Turns out I had worked with this hospice about 15, 20 years ago when my mom died. Turns out they had a completely different name then, and that these flyers I was getting were from them, but they had a different name. So I didn't recognize them because they had a proper name. And the other name is um, more of a government agency type of thing. So uh, they picked up the phone, they said this name, and I was like, oh, you're this? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I had been a client of theirs uh, 15, 20 years ago <laughs> when mom had died, I reached out to a local hospice organization and they had a grief support group and I'd attended it for about eight weeks. And it was really helpful for me to be around other people who had recently lost someone who just died. And you can't talk to anybody about it really, you know, because, you know, you can't go down to the coffee shop. Not that we do that so much these days with the pandemic, but you kind of go, hey, Bubba, you know, how you doing? Well, you know, my my mom just died and I'm really depressed. You can't quite say that, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's hard to talk about, right? So I get up and I'm doing my inventory and I'm like, okay, I don't want to recycle these people's things anymore. I'm going to call them. And it turned out there were these people that were supportive of me 15 20 years ago so we had a great conversation and i just said well you know i just i don't want to have to recycle this or you know cut this you know the name out before i you know recycle it and stuff and so uh because you take me off your list and they were like you know hey yeah sure you betcha and then i i felt moved i felt moved and i said um i just want you to know that i used your resources 15 20 years ago when my mother died and you guys were really helpful and i didn't have money at the time when she died uh, for therapy and counseling and you guys provided a support group you had available and that was really helpful to me and i thank you for that and she was like touched. You could say, "Oh, thank you," you know, because you could tell she was younger, and um, and I I just got the opportunity to tell her how grateful I was that this entity I didn't know what it was because it had a different name. They helped me a bunch of t- years ago, right? And then I got off the phone and I was like, "Wow, maybe the whole point of that exercise was to let them know how much I appreciated their support 15, 20 years ago, right?" Well, here's the kick. I've been working for a couple hours. Sometimes when you work from home and you do gig work or you know, low-paying uh, media work or uh, you're know you annotating stuff or whatever, uh, sometimes it's hard to find work. And you'll spend two or three hours looking at 50 different options, and none of them fit, or you don't have the qualification for it. Or, and you waste all this time because about a third of my time is looking for work and hunting for work when you're a gig worker that's what happens. And so i had been working about two or three hours, and I I was having a really slow work morning, you know, and nothing was coming, you know, and I was just like, Oh, God, and then you get down on yourself, and you criticize yourself. And you're like, Yeah, but last week, you made $200 on that day on that thing, you know, and then you made 100 bucks the other day on that thing. So you kind of have these mixed feelings, and you have to be your own cheerleader. You know, I bet a lot of us are experiencing this with the pandemic, I'm sure. Uh, But uh, this is what happens i'm I'm doing my meditation i do what i'm supposed to do get my breakfast out of the way put a couple hours into work things aren't popping okay and then i'm like oh do this recycling thing i'm going to finally call those sons and sons of well those daughters and i don't have any bad feelings about them other than the waste that i had to clean when they get their flyers all the time or every once in a while and so uh called them turned out it was a support entity that i'd worked with 15 20 years ago with mom's death and we did the exchange and they were fine and comfortable with it and then i got an opportunity to be grateful and appreciate them and it really she lit up i could that. tell that and then i get off the phone it's been dead all day and then suddenly kabam work (laughs) and then i I had a successful work day immediately after that, and then I had I did about one hundred and thirty percent of my daily quota goal, you know, for my work. Uh, that I got to stay on task to get the bills paid, see. So um, that to me is what prayer and meditation and God and working hard and being available and receptive brings to you, right? I have this general state of feeling and gratitude and i was brought people that were supported to me and i offered them support and then the universe gave me a, a work that i wanted to do that felt good and then i was able to put four or five hours in and i made over my work quota so um to me that's what this is about to me alignment spiritually these are the things that happen These like weird, random things from 10, 20 years ago that fall into your lap and you don't even know. I love that shit. Anyway, so now we're 15 minutes into this podcast. I had a couple concepts to wrap up, although that happened earlier this week and it was just an example of uh, being prepared or as one of my meditation teacher calls it, uh, being ready to be ready, to be ready, to be ready, being ready to be ready. You're getting ready to be ready. (laughs) That could mean a lot of things right so all right thank you for listening to that little jaunt um i think this episode i'm going to include a recording from my mother um i only have a very bare handful of them i don't have more than six uh but uh well i got some videos Uh, I could probably pull audio off of those, Uh, but I just have a couple of these that I saved. And it's amazing that I've gotten the digital recording this far, because by the time it's gotten to you in between her death, there's been three or four computers. Uh, I no longer use an answering machine with an audio tape cassette, which is how I got this message. (laughs) I mean, the fact that this digital audio from her voice is still alive, it's a miracle and I'm grateful for it. message I'm sharing on this podcast is a little energy different than the last one. Cause I was going to use this one. Cause this is my favorite one, but, um, <laughs> she's a little forceful <laughs> and she's playing with, because she's my mama and she's just talking to me like, Hey, mother. you know, she's right up in it. And, um, that's not the sign. That's not the side people would see of her. And she would be very shy to show that side of her to other people sometimes, uh, because she was a very shy person and the message you hear today with her voice may not reflect that but that's my mama and I'm and you can and I sit there listening to that go I can hear her in my voice I can hear her in my attitude sometimes you know when I listen to this message so that's a bonus for you and a bonus for me I'm real glad to have that recording um <clears throat> there are a couple of concepts I wanted to discuss this pod um The first one I'll get out of the way was I've been trying to find research on autonomy and living alone and the positive aspects of that. Um, Sociologically, we don't really have a space for uh, people who are autonomous to be valid and positive. It's not a concept. It's shaming and judgment. You know, um, the crone, the old female crone, you know, that lives out in the woods. these are the options available to you. You know, you don't have like, man, you know what? She's got this cabin out in the wilderness, just like, you know, Thoreau on Walden. And um she's really happy and content. She's like a little, you know, her own little thing, you know. Or he's got this uh, you know, wilderness area out in the, you know, sticks and he has friends and he works from home and he's got good Wi Fi, so he's, you know. He's making a living and he's a happy camper. You don't hear things like that a lot of times, you know, because autonomous people love other people, certainly, um, and have people that they invite into their life. And people with social anxiety disorder do too. Um, Although culturally we don't have receptors to say it's an option to be autonomous and um, that's okay and let's support that. Um, There's a lot of room for mental health issues with people who are single. However, if in in half a dozen different cities in the United States with major populations over 500,000, over half of that population lives autonomously and alone, well, that's kind of a misappropriation in a way. There's a lot of people that aren't getting addressed, that aren't 2.3 kids partnered, you know, Caucasian, heterosexual, you know, there's a lot of people outside of that that don't quite fit that mold and um i want to celebrate a little bit you know even what i just shared with you in that little thing i just shared there was a lot of joy in that and a lot of that was getting my i guess they call it feathering your nest being prepared for the good things when they kick up or by shifting the output energetically that you're putting out um you attract different things to you because you're more in alignment vibrationally i know it's a lot of woo woo although If stuff's working, I'm going to talk about it. And since fame and money aren't necessarily what motivates me, as I talk on my anonymous podcast with my modest audience, uh, because I do not advertise, uh, except for the platform, I advertise the platform, although <clears throat> I'm kind of putting it in this little cave, you know, I'm almost like, I dare the universe to bring an audience to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know how many successful business people do that, but, you know, it's a thought. Okay. Um. I'm rambling around a little bit. Okay. There are a couple concepts I want to talk about. The first was we don't have a lot of research on autonomous living people who are success who are neutral or positive or happy. Um, and the best I could get, I spent about 15-20 minutes digging around thinking I might be able to kick to a couple scholastic journal articles that would uh, document some of this, but I couldn't find any research. I couldn't well I couldn't find a lot of accessible research doing Google searches. <laughs> So, um, and there's more to go, I'm sure, for credibility, but that's what I was trying because this concept's a little hard to wrap your brain around because we don't really have a voice for it. Uh, Tim Gunn is a fashion uh, guru that's worked on a Project One way Is it Project Runway? Project Runway. Um, He talks about being autonomous and how he wants to be autonomous. He's also of a social class where that's easier for him. Uh, He's of a social class where his safety may not be as uh, impacted. Also, he's a gay man. Uh, My perception is he, uh, I can say that better because I'm not sure he's strictly gay. Um, My understanding is that Tim Gunn is a member of the LGBTQIA plus community. So whatever that might be for him. And um, that we are targeted as a member of that class. uh, And, you know, uh, so, safety is important you know you want to make sure that sometimes you just got to be safer about things um because we get targeted although he talks about the joy that he feels and how he prefers to be alone and that he's going to design his life to be autonomous and we don't really have a structure or framework for that you know so um celebrate celebrate there's joy to be had um i'll kick this uh reference out because i'm looking at um uh a review of uh, some research, living alone and positive mental health, a systematic review. And this is a paper from several researchers, Uh, they look to be overseas and um, I dug through this for about five minutes and they're breaking down a lot of abstract language for research that didn't quite um, fit into a, a thimble. It wasn't easy to kind of give you a gist of it but in this case they're concatenating or bringing together several small pieces of research and they actually acknowledge in the research we can't find information on this or well no i'm paraphrasing it's really hard to find information on neutral to positive evaluations or traits of autonomous people research isn't developed for that and and i also think it's kind of like i'll compare it to this uh science is not a good tool for evaluating spirit or soul, in my perception, okay? It's, it's uh, fundamentally flawed that they're of different matter, and so I don't think it's a good tool to use to say validity with spirit or nat- uh, the nature of spirit or soul. So in comparison to that, I guess what I would say is sociologically, when we look at evaluation of mental health, there's a lot of people who are isolated, who are depressed, et cetera. That does go along with it there's also a lot of happy people who are by themselves and prefer to be by themselves. And that's kind of threatening to a society. (laughs) If we develop a society of autonomous dwellers and sit there and go, the point is to be on your own, you know, here you go, you're graduating. Here you go. And uh, here's a night light. And here's some pepper spray maybe. And here's some uh, motion sensor lights for the outside of your house and some security cameras. And, here's some bread for your house and have a good, you know, homecoming. We don't do that, do we? Maybe we should. Um, I'm just kind of mulling around on that because I think we're learning more about autonomous dwellers and letting people be, um, you know, neutral to positive and choose to be alone. Uh, Or, you know, sit there and go I'm a PTSD, incest and rape survivor. I'm going to have a lot to unpack with someone if I get close and intimate sexually. And I I need to kind of Maybe I don't want to do it anymore, or maybe I do. I don't know. You know, there's options. Why not? You know, so anyway, thank you for listening to that. Um, But I was trying to come up with some research on it, and it was really difficult to find that topic focus. So um, I think I'll round out with this. I've been listening to Michael Cohen speaking a lot this week because they just came down and Letitia James just brought down charges of over 200 examples of uh, fraud from the former guy. And uh, Michael Cohen was, (laughs) well, we saw what happened with Michael Cohen, and um, I've been watching his story because he's a little bit of Trump, but he's also a little bit of this. I mean, he's not just one thing. The one thing is, though, he's a long-term married man who discusses his children and love for his children and talks about his visceral rage and anger when the former guy who was his manager made sexual comments about his daughter and how it, It struck something in him that said, "This is not right." There was something in there that he was just, you know, and lo and behold, that voice was telling the truth. Lo and behold, that boundary was, you know, he was being tested and he failed in that moment, and later he succeeded, you know, because he kept taking the money, kept working for the guy who was coming on to his daughter, you know, and then he, you know, it was interesting. Um, I think Michael Cohen shows you that it's a gradual process, that sometimes being with someone who's abusive, who's a liar, who's an evader, who's a fraudster, um, you may be of a different socioeconomic class, you may be, you know, et cetera. Now, with Michael Cohen, that's different. He was fine financially before Trump came along, and it was a fame thing that got him. When he talks about his uh, stuff, he got drawn in by the fame. That's what he talks about. Not the money because he had enough. He had plenty of money from what he was talking about. And he seems to be financially comfortable. You know, he's got a contained unit. You're not hearing a lot from his parent, his family. Um, There seems to be some stability there. Right. So um, the concept is um, now Michael Cohen is a Uh, Caucasian-presenting, male, Jewish, uh, heterosexual couple, uh, 2.3 kids-ish, you know, so he's got that bias uh, comfort zone that culturally they make a lot of room for in the United States and moreover, uh, the world, this particular planet, I've seen a lot of that accommodation for that entity type. Um, But here we are, it's the flip side. And the New York district attorney, Letitia James, is crediting Michael Cohen for giving them the information that they could just go out and brass tacks. It's just numbers. He lied there, he lied there. It's on paper, see? And now Michael Cohen's kind of doing his victory lap right now because he's going, these guys put me in shackles. These guys threatened my wife. They did all these illegal things that had nothing to do with the work. And now all of that has brought him this success that he wouldn't have had otherwise. I'm going to flip that as I'm rounding this out. This is a blessing I'm going to give to a high school friend of mine who I knew over 35 years, her long, blonde, sunshine hair. We went through high school. We went to our first prom together. We went by ourselves because we didn't have dates, you know, a big bunch of us because we were single and awkward. And I saw her have children. I saw her get married. I saw her get beat by a Walla Walla cop and having to get a restraining order in that. I mean, um, and then here come the pandemic, and she can't deal with it. And she's attacking me for posting, you know, Associated Press stuff in Facebook, and she's attacking me. And then I got to end our friendship 35 years, and it kills me to end that friendship. And then ripping her out of my life opened up the Pandora's box of my incest memory from when I was four when Grandpa raped me. And that was painful as hell and then i started recording this something inside of me said i got to talk about this and i started this podcast and now i'm in this place a year and a half later where if it hadn't been for that friend of mine's from high school that i had to boot out of my life with her blonde golden hair i wouldn't be right here in a place where i can accept and say i'm an incest and rape survivor i got some confidence on me there's some material here i am worthy so Michael Cohen, thank you for being an example. And also, I love the fact that in my case, the most popular, the most organized person in Walla Walla in my high school, I can look back and go, thank you for that harm, because I grew strong around it. And look where I am now. I'm better. See. anyway, thank you. Thank you for coming to the house on Valencia Street. Um, And I'm not sure if I'm going to put Mom's recording at the beginning or the end of this, but I hope you like it. You're never alone, whether you like it or not. And I'm glad you're here.